As firefighters, nurses, and emergency medical professionals, we can lead extremely stressful lives. I know one of my favorite things to do to clear my head is to get lost on a trail somewhere, but I always bring the right fuel to get to the top, and that's where True Wild comes in. True Wild is all natural and includes nothing but high-quality, handcrafted ingredients to help optimize your performance during any challenge in the great outdoors or in the gym. With amazing products to help you enhance your energy, like motion, or recover your sore joints with their signature turmeric and curcumin blend, True Wild helps elevate my athletic performance. Regardless of what kind of athlete you are, they have the product for you. Yoga? Get your mind right with their Adaptogen blend. Endurance athlete, get a delicious sip of their watermelon lemonade hydration complex. Use the promo code 15WILDWALL for 15% off. That's 15WILDWALL at TrueWild.com. Stay wild. No one knows better than me how monotonous and boring recertifying your BLS and ACLs can be, but not with Surefire CPR. They utilize a team of passionate instructors with real-world experience who are currently working in the field. No more outdated retirees trying to tell you about how they did in the 1980s or soccer moms who just got their BLS card last week. Surefire CPR offers a wide range of classes on days, nights, and weekends to fit your busy schedule. You'll get your recertification and card in the same day. Get your BLS research, learn about rhythms in an EKG class, get your LA fire card, or take pediatric advanced life support. They have four separate offices spreading throughout Orange, LA, and Riverside counties and offer hundreds of classes per month. Register for a class today at surefirecpr.com today and use promo code HTW10 for 10% off now. That's HTW10 for 10% off at surefirecpr.com. What's up, dude? Not a. You have a good week. Yeah, not too bad. Wait, hold on. Oh, yeah. Another episode holding the wall. July fourth episode. Day after. Yeah. Happy <laughs> uh, Happy birthday, America. Yeah. Happy birthday. If our brains aren't firing on all cylinders, it's because I'm hungover. Because obviously it was Fourth of July yesterday. I don't know if you have an excuse, but I don't. I take an extra dose of Alpha Brain this morning. I'm like, <laughs> oh, my shit's not going good. I, I like, don't. I'm gonna ring it in tonight. I think. That a boy, but yeah, yeah. I I actually got to enjoy it. I think for, I think for the first time in forever, and at least I think four or five years, actually enjoy Fourth of July. Yeah, dude. I assumed you were you were working. No, I avoided that, and yeah, I think when I was private, I was working. I worked a lot of Fourth of July too, but we, oh. I would work nights. So I'd like be up at like parties and stuff, but just not participating in the the boozing, but. <clears throat> it was always interesting saying the sober guy at the gnarly, the crazy 4th of July parties. People are just getting hammered and you're just like, okay. hey, great. <laughs> yeah, glad you're off. I mean, I'm looking at Instagram and all like the, the fire Instagrams. Everybody was busy. Yeah. It looked like it. Um, we have a big problem in our city with uh, people shooting off the fireworks into uh, the palm, palm trees. trees. Yeah. Oh, they light up like torches. So like, it ha- we, I think last year we went on like, like four or five in one night. It was a pain in the ass. Damn just dousing fire yeah and, and then people blow up their hands all the time like ooh, i had that when I, we were still at the private ambulance company you had one yeah wow i didn't have one so it was like a trauma retriage or what yeah and they like uh, nobody would try to take this patient so we had to drive this patient from somewhere god damn it <laughs> far we had to drive him far <laughs> the, yeah the hospital in that our area that could take him just wasn't there and so you had to go out of the yes, county. county yeah and uh nobody would take him for like 
three or four hours. Damn. So he Dude, was that transport's around. like forty miles, forty plus miles. Yeah. Damn. Yep. That's poor bastard. So that's a good tangent because like um part of my week, if since we're gonna get into that eventually, my uh what do you call it? I guess it's my part time, my full time, whatever. Yep. My main job. Your side piece? Yeah. <laughs> no, my side pieces. <laughs> My side piece is crazy, but doesn't didn't get interesting calls this time. Um. Anyway, so we had two STEMIs, and we're not a STEMI center. And I'm getting a third story mixed up. Anyways, so <laughs> we're not a STEMI center. We're supposed to call 911. And, you know, with like IFT stuff that you are, I don't know if it's Mtala or whatever, but the sending physician has to find an accepting physician at yeah. like the STEMI center. Um. Lately, no one's been accepting our STEMI transfers. We, we're supposed to be contracted with the closest STEMI center. Yeah. But they're saying that they, they can't like accommodate the patient. And then you start calling, you know, the, the second closest and the third closest. And like nobody was accepting our STEMI patient. And so then eventually we just kept it in network. And then they're like, okay, well, I guess we're just going to have to like, I guess we're just going to give them like, you know, nitro and morphine around the clock or as needed until they could get them to. Um, our in-network cath lab, which is all the way, you know. Far. Yeah, far. Downtown. That's kind of vague, right? Yeah. Anyways. <laughs> so, and then I forget what happened and the doctors decided to call 911. Oh, they wanted to 911 him from our ER to downtown, which is like, there's no way. That's yeah. way out of coverage. And uh-huh. like, anyways, so fire gets there and, and they're pissed and, I was like, no, I know exactly what's going to happen, which I, I, it's weird because the transfer of care, right? So they're like, okay, yeah, yeah, we'll go there. And the nurse gave a report to that cath lab and then like 45 minutes go by and then the cath lab calls and be like, hey, that patient never made it. Like, did you say you, you told that story last week. Oh, I did? Yeah. Oh, well, the same. So I had a second STEMI and the same thing was going on. Oh, really? Yeah. Same shit. So I don't understand. I was going to ask is like, how does the hospital just like, sorry, no dice. Like, we, we're not going to take this patient. I have no idea. That's so weird to me. So, but, so the second one, yeah. It's not like they could do that at a, in the 911 system. You can't, like, hey, we're coming to your, your hospital with this. Right. Family. And they're like, nope, no, no, thank you. Not right. today. And you're like, wait, what? <laughs> well, that that's what happened. So, um, I guess if it, that, that first door was a rehash. Yeah. So, fire ended up taking care of the patient and then just diverting to the closest. Yeah. And then they made base and diverted and the patient got the treatment he needed. Anyway, so the second one, it was actually like a, a silent MI. Funny you should say, but continue. I know. I saw it on your notes. Oh, damn. And I was like, yeah, all right, that's what I'm talking about. Anyway, so this patient came in for um, dizziness. Okay. Abdominal pain, something like that. Yeah. Nothing cardiac related. And then he was already a couple hours into his care. And after the labs came back, uh, they noticed the troponin was nine. Oh, yeah. okay. And then so then, yeah, the doc was like, hey, we need to do a 12 lead. And and then, you know, this was in our COVID area. So I just see this commotion going in, in one of the uh, intubation rooms, like designated intubation rooms. So I was like, oh man, it's a sick like COVID patient or something. And then they're like, dude, it's a STEMI. I was like, what are you talking about? (laughs) And then I just kind of go over there being nosy. I was like, there's no way that's a STEMI. That guy's been there for like three hours. And like, his dude, his troponin was nine. And I was like, let me see that 12 lead. I was like, dude, if there was a STEMI with a troponin, I was like, holy shit. (laughs) So V3, V4, there was like four millimeters, five millimeters of elevation. Oh. But the patient was adamant he had no chest pain. Like he was super asymptomatic. That's really weird. Okay. So I like, that was part of my week is that I had something almost the exact same. Like, uh, he called us out and it was in the middle of the night uh, because he wasn't able to sleep very well for the last four days. 
Mm-hmm. And I, I got, I was like, hey, wait, maybe it's orthopnea. How are you sleeping? All that stuff. Nothing abnormal. I was like, okay, whatever. But he was telling us, he was like, oh, you know, but last time you guys picked me up about a month ago, I was having a stroke, but then I also was having a heart attack too. They found out at the hospital. So um, I was like, okay, you know, just be on the safe side. I'll, I'll run a 12 lead. Mm-hmm. Uh, his family initially called us out because his SpO2 was a little low, but he wasn't no shortness of breath, no chest pain, no dizziness, nothing. Yeah. He was just like, honestly, I just think I need some sleep because I can't, I haven't been able to sleep well for four days. Um, his, uh, yeah, his SpO2, when I put him on the monitor, was like 84. I was like, okay, we'll give you some nasal cannula oxygen, call it good. So I was just kind of covering my ass with the 12 lead and uh, the engine that was running with us, they're like, this bullshit. See you guys later. And <laughs> like just took <laughs> off. I was like, oh man, I wish they would have just waited until I got that 12 lead. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, I run it and I'm like, it's uh, and stemmy. Let me just double check. There's clear elevation in V3, V4, yeah, and V5. Okay. And no, no major reciprocal change, but there's like very clear, like three to four millimeters elevation. And uh, I was like, oh, okay, well, sir, I think you're having a heart attack again. He's like, damn it, not again. <laughs> like, like, I just got home because like we're more concerned, like, oh, maybe this is COVID. It's he's having low SPO2, yeah. but. You just like no symptoms. I was like, how you feeling? Everything okay? He's like, yeah, I'm, I'm hanging out. I'm, I'm doing good. I, I get, went through with the, the treatment protocol, but you know, nothing was alleviated by it. Yeah. But uh, it was, it was just one of those calls where I'm like, oh man, I've had like a silent MI in a long time where there's just, I mean, nothing like I'm, I'm really glad I yeah, yeah. did my cover my ass Dude, thing because I would have missed that entirely. I don't know what it was just, I was just one of just those the history. I was like, uh-huh, I guess. Yeah. Usually I'm pretty blase with like the, the bullshit calls where I'm like, ah, I don't need a 12 for this, but for some reason I did and I'm sure <laughs> shit. Like, whoops. Yeah, yeah. it's pretty gnarly. Yeah, so that guy ended up getting admitted. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. So no, it was funny because, you know, they start calling places and they're like, no, we can't take it. We can't take oh, it. Oh, wait, so I'm sorry. The STEMI got admitted. Yeah, the STEMI got admitted to try at to go. At your awesome STEMI center. At my non-STEMI <laughs> center to be transferred to a cath lab that's only like a standard nine to five cath lab. Oh, so they're like, we'll admit him. And then when... The cath lab opens. We'll call, see if we get him transferred over there. I was like, "What the fuck?" Yeah, but dude, one of the base hospitals, the doc just told the doctor flat out, was like, "Just call nine one one." Like, what? No, we need. I don't know if it's a dollar or whatever, but I need an accepting physician. And man, I can't even say the name of the hospital. But this base hospital is like, I guess they're all in a rough part. Damn, there's no way to distinguish this hospital. <laughs> Anyways, so the the base hospital's physician was just like, "Just call nine one one." That's all I can tell you. Sorry. Jeez. And they just hung up. <laughs> Good God. But, um, like, hey, we can't do that. Like, I know. Got you there. Yeah. So there was that. And then I had a, I had another STEMI. Uh, I think I was texting about it. It was like this dude was here for chills. And then um, the triage nurse happened to, I forgot what he said in the history. It was like chills with something. Oh, history of MI. Oh, okay. Yeah. So he, he already dropped in a line and drew some labs. And then, yeah, sure enough, he had elevation in like V1, V2, and then depression in five and six. Okay. Yeah. And then we were able to, you know, what's cool that we don't have in the field was like, we were able to pull up like a pre, an old uh, EKG. Oh. Just to, to make sure. Because he, really he already nice. had history of MI with stents. Mm-hmm. And uh, we pulled up an old EKG and there was some elevation in V1, V2 on the old EKG, but this was more pronounced. Okay. But then he was on Coumadin, so we're like, wait. It can't be like a clot. So what they think was that maybe like uh, the stent got dislodged and was causing some of gotcha. But like, no, he responded to like nitro. Like I gave him three rounds by the time fire got there. He went from like an eight to a one out of 10 pain. Okay. And then um, we gave metoprolol, which kind of was like, I didn't know what that was for. I mean, it's not in our protocols, but 
you know, just same thing, myocardial oxygen demand. So yeah. lowers, lowers the heart rate, lowers the blood pressure. Was he pretty tacky or? No, not really. Hmm. Blood pressure was a little <clears throat> hypertensive, like 170s, 160s. So okay. that's why I was like, oh, dude, I yeah. can give him a shitload of nitro. And then we gave him some metoprolol before fire got there just to, uh, I was reading it because I was like, that's weird. We didn't even order any like morphine or pain management or anything yeah. like that. But it's supposed to, you know, just lower the heart rate, lower the blood pressure, reduce oxygen demand. Yeah. And so. if you, it went from eight to one with yeah. the nitro, probably pretty good. Hmm. That, 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 that is very strange to me how they're, they're not like, hey, just call no one. That, I don't know. That's yeah. so bizarre. At least this one, that last time though, we, uh, our contracted STEMI center was able to accept. Actually so then we called fire. Yeah. And then it's crazy to but me. Are coming, they willing, does fire actually drive that distance? It's pretty close. Oh, okay. cause I think it's, it's their closest STEMI center as well too. Okay. Gotcha. So, if, so of course they will. Yeah. Yeah. But I thought it was, man, going from like working at a STEMI center to now working at a non STEMI center. It's a big pain in the ass. It's yeah. I'd imagine. And then everybody gets their like panties in the person. Oh, oh everybody calm down. We call that one one. Oh, oh god, we got the STEMI. okay. Oh god. Ryan, give your minutes, finish your chart. I gotta print out the chart. We gotta call a report. <laughs> I was like, holy shit. <laughs> like, oh god. Uh, that does seem like a pain in the ass. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. I was like, chill, like, you know. I don't know. It, I yeah, well, I get, I could imagine that'd be this like a similar situation where like you just don't have a very close trauma center or something, and every serious trauma is like fuck man like i have to ride with this patient for 40 minutes and hope they don't die and like oh that seems terrible yeah compared to like code three you go as fast as you can and we're there in like eight minutes is like the shit actually it's actually really nice <laughs> anything else with your week no that was it I'm, we're just getting a lot of covid positives still a lot of patients who are like oh i'm covid positive and yeah and i'm getting worse kind of patients were like oh i got tested positive three days ago and now i feel horrible three wow. or you whatever amount of days yeah but <clears throat> well so what i'm seeing i don't remember the last time we recorded maybe a few weeks yeah but i guess um county shut shut down all their drive-thrus or free testing so mm-hmm. at least at my per diem that community has been showing up to the er just lines just lines oh, really for, it just says covid test covid test fuck that's annoying and then like even like registration was like you know we're not an authorized center and then they're, they're showing up and registration does part of the admitting, like the basic information, you know, mm-hmm. a lot of these people aren't, aren't, aren't insured. They just show up thinking it's free. Yeah. And then the Intala, you know, you can't just test them or ref- turn them away. Like they need to get a full workup, right? Oh. Uh, uh, the provider needs to see them. Really? Yeah. Yeah. So you, so you can't be like, Hey, we don't really do those here. There's a better place down yonder. But if you want to stick around, I don't think there is a better place. Everything's closed up. That sucks. Yeah. We so like no, you can't shitty... tur- you can't turn them away. So you have to you have to offer them a an evaluation by the provider, you know. And so I guess what what they were saying is like you need because everyone's just expecting a test, you know, because mm-hmm. they th- they're assuming or they're thinking it's free, but it's like we'll we'll only s- we should say like we'll swab if it's indicated. Gotcha. So because it's like I think like families are coming in, they're like, well, we'll swab the one that's symptomatic, but everyone else should self quarantine because you live in the same house and wait for that test to come back for that the most symptomatic yeah person so gotcha and then at my other job they're coming in like day five five six or seven which is almost the peak right and mm-hmm. you know we're seeing a younger crowd coming in but are those so. are is that younger crowd actually going to the icu or no they're just like okay you're checking them out everything's coming back okay enough for you you to go quarantine at home correct yeah okay. part for the course basically because <clears throat> i was gonna say i'm pretty sure uh, what i've seen here lately is that the mortality rates are still declining Yes. So, yeah, there has been a lot more but um, cases, but the mortality is 
was seeing a study and now it's actually on the decline. Sorry, what's on the decline? The mortality rate. Oh, yeah. So we're seeing a younger crowd. I think, you know, the economy's open. Everyone's... I, I even talked to uh, one patient. Protest. And... <clears throat> Protest. Well, yeah, I know, right? Weird how those just coincide That's with one weird. another. Are you reading my mind right now? <laughs> Get out of my head. Um. So this one guy was like... Don't, don't you know the CDC said, yeah. you need a quarantine at home, but if you're protesting, you, yeah. there's no way you can get sick. So this one guy was definitely... I was like, hey, man, you know, it's day six. Do you remember how you might have contracted it? He's like, yeah, I do. I was drinking. There you go. And he's like, after a while... I'm going to have to delete that, but... Oh, dang it. <laughs> I went to the beach? Yeah. He went to some beach bar and he was like, after a while, he, he it got too hot to keep the mask on. So he just kept drinking with his mask off. Yeah. I hate those masks and I try to avoid them at all costs. I did go get a massage recently and they gave yeah. me a nice soft one. I was like, all right, I'll wear this one. <laughs> it does look like I'm wearing panties on my face, but it's no big deal. That's funny. But yeah, so a lot of them, I mean, since they're younger, uh, discharged with, you know, Zethromax and yeah, uh, self-quarantine at home, get written off for like six days of work. and We had like a quote-unquote scare at work, but it was just this dude who I think he partied too hard in Vegas. And he came home the, 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 day, uh, the day after. He was like, oh, I'm not feeling very well. And then he, went, he got sent home and his partner because they're like, oh, you know, it might be COVID. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure he was just hungover. <laughs> and then he got cleared. I was like, God damn it, dude. Ugh. You're really fucking us right now. Dang. Um, yeah. So, yeah, we've had a, a fair share of COVIDs. Um, I had that MI. Yeah. So I, I did that 120 and it was actually a pretty oh, yeah. good 120. Oh, really? I, I didn't get too beat up. I definitely was tired. The, the uh, That's why we didn't have a recording for last week was like I had one day yeah. off and I went back to work and I just... Well, I you was, only had one day off? I thought you had two. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. I did have two days off. But it was like, still, I slept all day, and then yeah. the next day I was prepping for work, and then I was right back at it. So I just didn't have the energy to do a recording and edit and all that. But yeah, it wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. I, was, I think I was actually busier for the on the forty eight the next day. Oh, the really? Next shift? Yeah. I had a I had a call where it it came out, and I was just like, God damn it, Trump! What? A patient <laughs> drank Lysol. No, cleaner. no I way! I swear to God! Oh I swear God. to God! Someone really did that? Uh huh. And uh, I was like, "You son of a bitch!" Oh my god! But we got there. She was developmentally impaired. I think her. I guess oh. her caregiver said that she did it. She does it semi regularly to try to go to the hospital because she likes the attention. She's like, "Oh wow!" She had a TBI since birth, so she was like, kind of like that, huh? So when I saw it, I was like, "Okay." Like now, I'm like, oh, "Thank God," because I was gonna yeah. be so frustrated with life if there was actually a person uh. like some hardcore conservatives like i don't believe that fucking liberal media i'm gonna yeah. drink this bleach and listen to trump I'm like dude i don't know why that triggered another it was just an interesting patient that i thought was kind of funny it was uh so you know like obviously like an assessment's dynamic and changes but we always make like oh maybe that patient had appendicitis or this patient had this mm -hmm. so you know like i remember one nurse was adamant that this patient had like uh, appendicitis just because of the way the symptoms presented and yeah. she just had um diverticulitis or new onset like or just diagnosed Anyways, so my whole thing was I got assigned to like Psych Alley yeah. at my work. And then this uh, 60 year old male comes in and I'm, I'm reading, you know, he's like paranoid, hallucinating, thinking his family is involved in witchcraft and they're putting shit in his food. And I look at this guy and he's like 60 year old male. And I was like, oh man, this, this is so sad. It's like early onset dementia. Like, mm -hmm. God. And then I'm talking, you know, and then families calling because we have no visitors right now because of the pandemic. And, yeah. you know, they're they're beside themselves. They're they're teary and worried about their father. And, uh, you know, he was cool with me. He, did, he was calm, didn't really have any of those uh, episodes with me. Mm -hmm. And then we do, you know, for suicide clearance, it's 
lab urine and then like all the talk screens and stuff. Dude, this guy lit up for meth and amphetamine in his urine. Huh. Yeah. And I was like, damn, I thought this was dementia. Damn, yeah, this guy's yeah. a meth. Yeah, he's <laughs> At a this fucking age? druggie. Yeah. Still getting it out of 60, huh? Yeah. Was, Some people just want to party. Even the even the doc was, I was like, doc, dude, I thought this was like early like onset dementia or like this was going to be dementia or something. And he's like, no, nah, man, dude, this guy lit up uh, all the meth mark. <laughs> Good God. I was like, holy shit. It's not what you think it is. 60 years old. Speaking of method, <laughs> I had a, I had this girl. So again, it was in the middle of the night. So I'm about to go hard on a patient and I'm sorry. Don't get a shadow band. It's going to, okay. Fuck, man. It's going to sound way me- meaner than I want it to, but like there's just no other way to describe it. Sorry. I'm pretty sure I was 80% of our listeners will understand. I was in awe of, of her stupidity. Like if I was mouth dropped, like couldn't believe how fucking dumb this person was. Oh like, really? I was just blown away. It, it, I feel like we're a mask now. I was we just could... sitting there nodding, and my eyes were, had to be bulging. Like, like <laughs> what are you saying right now? It it was fucking crazy. So, oh man, we showed up calls. to her the first night at like two in the morning. So she texts nine one one because she's a twenty one year old fucking idiot. Wait. Apparently, apparently you can text 911 i didn't even know that i work for the fucking oh. system oh it worked yeah oh so she texts 911 and <laughs> she texts them the wrong address right numerics but different street so we had like we went to the, oh, uh, the initial address we're knocking on the door and people are clearly like what the fuck is going on i'm glad we didn't get shot because it was two in the morning we're pounding on a door yelling fire department um, they're like, Hey, we didn't call 911. So we had to recontact the dispatch and they're like, Oh, we reached or talked to the RP, the responding party. Yeah. It's the street over I'm like oh, fucking sick. So we drive over there and she's sitting outside, big old smile on her face. I'm like, what is going on? So as soon as I see her, yeah. she starts walking toward the ambulance. So I tell the engine to just cancel. Like we clearly can handle this, this kid. And she walks up. I'm like, so what's going on? She's like, you know, I've been just feeling like short of breath. I'm like, all right, okay. Hop in the back. We'll check you out. And I'm like, uh, you know, what's your, your what's your name? She tells me. I was like, what's your last name? And she says it. And then I'm like, okay, can you spell that for me? She's like, she she doesn't know how to spell her own last name. <laughs> I swear to God. She she like fucks it up. And I'm like, it's D-R? And she's like, yeah, D-R. I was like, are you sure? Like, like there should be a vowel in there, right? Yeah, yeah. And then she, I was like, it's spelled this way. And I spell it out. And she's like, Oh, oh, D-O-R. I'm like, oh my God. Okay. Anyway, moving on. Mm-hmm. I was like, what's going on? She's like, oh, I'm feeling short of breath. I was like, how long? And she's like, four months. And I look at her. I'm Ugh. like, so you're, she's super pregnant. I'm like, oh, how far along are you? She was like, oh, about four months. And I was like, when was your last menstrual period? And she was like, October. I was like, bitch, you nine months pregnant. <laughs> yeah. I was like, what? <laughs> I was like, you're nine months pregnant. You know that, right? Like, you're about to have your child. And she's like, oh, oh, okay. I was like, <laughs> cool. So <laughs> this shortness of breath coincides with the person growing inside of you to the point where, you know, the baby's pushing against your diaphragm. It's going to be kind of normal that you're going to have some shortness of breath. And she's like, oh, well, I've also, like, I've noticed, like, and she has, like, a big, stupid smile on her face yeah. because she's so uncomfortable about talking about some minor spotting that she's having. She's like, I'm having, like, blood down there, you know? You're like, it does a little bit. I'm like, I'm like, okay, is it a lot or a little? How much are we talking? Yeah. And she's like, oh, just, like, a little streak. I'm like, okay, you're pregnant. You know that, right? Like, this is all normal. When was your last appointment? She's like, uh. None? None. I, oh, I've never shit. gone to the doctor. I was like, you haven't gone to the doctor? She's like, no, they keep getting canceled. I'm like, 
okay, so let's just take you to the hospital so Holy we can shit. check you out there. And like, you can, I was like, you know what you need? You need some literature. You need some information yeah. about this fucking yeah. child that's growing inside of you. You need some education. Oh my God, it was painful. We'll take you to those nice ER nurses. They'll, uh, they'll set you up. Oh God. Oh, I got shit. lit up when I got there. They were so mad at me. So, okay. So I go along this line of question. Yeah. And again, I'm just blown away by her stupidity. Like she was just like, she smokes cigarettes on the daily. She eats Holy edibles, shit. smokes weed because she wants to chill out. And she's like, oh, you know, sometimes my hips hurt. I'm like, yeah, you're fucking pregnant. Your shit's opening up. Like pop out a person. Like, Ooh. I want to shake her. And we get to the hospital and they're like, we don't want her. She's 20 weeks over. Like send her to fucking L&D. Yeah, yeah. That, that is L&D's problem. Yeah so, yeah, so the charge nurse was like, send her to triage. And I walk out there like, send her to L&D. We don't want her out here. So I'm getting bounced around oh, from man. unit to unit. So I finally get up there. At this point, it's like 3.30 in the morning. So there's something about our, our L&D that we go to. Yeah. They're just super catty. Like, they're just... It's like the gauntlet of the bitches up there, I swear. <laughs> so I walk up, and it's just a little counter. And then there's like 10 arms across their really? chest angry looking nurses i'm like hey ladies i got a patient for you and like has she been screened i'm like uh in what regard she's like for covid obviously i'm like yeah we have to ask every patient this question she's a febrile she's good They're like oh so why is she here i'm like just like we're being really catty god damn oh, and I, I like i try to get into it and they're like are you serious like what is she doing here i'm like i don't have a choice if she wants to go to the hospital i have to bring her i can't be like no bitch you, you're saying yeah, no, yeah, this yeah. Is stupid it's like i was like there's nothing i can do i can't tell people no like when people want to go they go like yeah, yeah that's just the way our system works if you have a problem with it fucking vote i don't know <laughs> and uh i finally like pass her off sure shit the next night middle of the night same shit i'm like god damn it oh my god luckily i wasn't patient man i mean i taylor had got stuck with her but again the same thing like i sh- she called this time because because of the spotting i was like she's like i have like a cut down the- okay a no cut. she says a cut and like she's like there's like extra skin and like um, sometimes it bleeds a little bit i'm like are you talking about your vagina right now <laughs> you know that's not a cut right like, I, needed, I was like i wanted to like question further but i didn't know how to say it without like extra skin i need you're to like- know that you're not talking about your vagina and labia right now <laughs> yeah. as far as this cut and blood and extra skin i was like fuck it not my problem you're going. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, God. Dude, it was painful. Fucking painful. Back to L&D? Yeah. <sighs> oh, dude, they were so mad at me. But they're like, there's there's nothing you can do. Oh, so they find out she's also on meth. That's why. Oh. That's to stem that memory. Damn. So, yeah, not only was she, she have psych problems, um, weed, cigs, and meth. I'm like, oh, you're a real classy lady. That's tough. <clears throat> yeah. <sighs> oh, you know what I saw? I don't think it's HIPAA. One of the patients... That came in, right? So, I mean, we're in the middle of pandemic, so I think we talked about this at the last podcast. We're getting a lot of, like, anxiety. people are being discharged, coming in for one chief complaint and then being discharged for anxiety. Yeah. Right? I looked in this, I went through his, like, preliminary chart, saw his past visits, you know, saw his chief complaint and stuff like that. Social anxiety disorder. I didn't know that was a thing now. Really? Like, I didn't know it was, like, a... DSM qualified... There we go. I was going to say ICD, but I think that's for billing. But, yeah. <laughs> DSM, yeah. I didn't know that that was, actually like, a DSM. So he not only does he have general, he has social and depression. Well, maybe he should just go the fuck home. But then. but he had a chip on his shoulder, like he was very like it's not millennial, Gen Gen Y, Gen Z, whatever. And then the he got uh, discharged and diagnosed with because uh, he came in for testicular pain or some shit like that. Hmm. And so we had to do an inguinal hernia. No, uh, he got uh, he got. Um, I'm trying to think of the acronym. GC. Oh, gonorrhea chlamydia. <laughs> and then uh suck it and then uh 
<clears throat> he got labs for HIV and stuff like that. So apparently he doesn't have that bad of social anxiety. Yeah. Still getting the dick wet. Yeah. So I was there for the <laughs> for the doc's discharge paper, <laughs> discharge like uh, instructions, and he was just adamant. It's like, um, but I can get it somewhere, some uh, another way, right? It doesn't have to be sex or something. I was assured they were clean. It's like, and then the doc, I was like, dude, I don't want to, I don't want to be here for that conversation. But then I was, I like, was sure they were clean. What are you talking yeah, about, yeah. dude? So. He was like arguing with the doc, like kind of defending his partner, but then he has multiple partners and he's like, bro. Yeah. Um, no, oh. like if they're clean or I'm clean and blah, blah, blah. Like, yeah, of course. But it's like, like, I guess you can, the doc was like, I, I guess you can get it without, but it, this is a STI. And he's like, yeah, but I mean, I'm saying like, you know, blah, blah, blah. I was like, right. sir, there's no other way to say this. You yeah. put your dick in something dirty. <laughs> Done. <laughs> Hey, that's the only way you get that shit. Yeah, exactly. But he was so adamant. He was like arguing with the doctor, like, "Oh, this is preposterous." Like, was, oh, <laughs> but on top of that, so he he gets in the room and immediately he's like, "Oh, I've been in the waiting room for like three hours. How long is this gonna take? Like, uh, do I need to call in for work today and this and that?" And like, and I was like, "What? The, what do you want? Like, you came here for a chief complaint and you barely got like, what do you think this is gonna be? In and out? Like, get the yeah. fuck out of here, man!" Like, yeah the hospital so there was that he's like i don't know if i need to call in for work today and this and that and then the doc gives him the the verbal like discharge stuff and and then he's like arguing with that like no it must be something else i was like no what a big pain in the ass yeah and then the whole time i was like you have social anxiety man you sound like no (laughs) like how does that work sounds like you just want some xanax bro yeah anyways anyway getting into our topic for the day i don't really know what stemmed this but no yeah tachyarrhythmias they're just interesting calls because they they uh they can get serious real quick. So yes. they're just kind of that I don't know, they can they're just interesting calls. I I think they're they're fun at least. Yeah. Um yeah, how do you wanna I don't know go about this? I thought of two things. One? So so we're talking about AFib, atrial fibrillation. Yeah. Ventricular tachycardia with it without pulses. Yeah, S V T. Are we saying V fib and like torsades is tacky? No. 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 Okay. So um but polymorphic V tac or torsades. You want to get fancy? There you go. Be all French and shit. <laughs> yeah, I guess definitely the most prevalent I think is going to be uh, AFib. AFib with RVR. Mm-hmm. Um, but we like for us in the field, we don't do a ton for it. Not anymore. It's unstable. Dude, we were going through school and the Verapamil was, was still, still and now it's not a thing. It, for, it was for my old county, but I'd never given it for that. Yeah, yeah. You know, like because um, it's. <sighs> You always heard the horror stories of it just dumping somebody's blood pressure and them coding because uh, it. so I was always that. a little hesitant to give it. But like I haven't, I'm not familiar with it because it was in our protocol and I, I studied it in that point in time. But I haven't. You don't use it. It's not a first line drug in the ER. No. So I think we you held off because a lot of those AFibs, it's they're compensated and stable. Mm-hmm. And then I I think I remember something in clinical is that if you start verapamil, you may or may not be able to give another calcium channel blocker or something like that. Yeah, and then also so. if all of a sudden you fix their arrhythmia and then all of a sudden they, there was a clot formed, then they throw it. And oh yeah, you're yeah, stuck with a whole other problem. So for the for the AFibs with RVRs, you know, there's only been one time where I had to cardiovert because they're unstable, and you, usually it's just monitor and do a twelve lead. Put mm-hmm. the pads on just in case they do become unstable. But right, yeah, the only time I've I've had to treat it was uh, with cardio version was once and it did work. Cardio work version for me has worked every time. Really? Yeah, it's the shit. Wow. I love it. I don't think we've gotten to that point in the ER, but I mean, our first line drug is uh, cardizem or diltiazem. So you guys can fix it in the ER compared to us in the field. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, dilt or cardizem will usually do like an IV push a couple times, and then yeah. if not, it'll, you'll have to put them on a drip. Um, this one time I saw like we we. 
we did that like so many times. And then what ended up working was a beta blocker. Cardiologist came and was like, I was like, dude, we maxed out all our calcium channel block. He's like, yeah. try giving him a toprolol. And then just fucking fixed it. Oh, really? Like, oh, Interesting. Right. Yeah. I've always seen cardism work in the ERs. Yeah. So they all stick around. They push cardism real quick. And it's like. That would be the first fast. line. And then I saw that one time a toprolol worked. And then I think there was another one or two times where I saw it. They used amiodarone. Okay. They went on amiodrip. Yeah. So I guess it it warns saying that the reason that adenosine doesn't work for AFib with RVR is the way just the way it works. So most SVTs are um, there's some kind of reentrant problem in the mm-hmm. AV node, so it's that circulating impulse through the AV node, um, and that's why it works on those. So adenosine slows conduction through the AV node. So if you're having something like AFib where the impulse is originating in the in the atria, it's not going to have any effect on it. So yeah, so that's why adenosine is essentially ineffective. And that's why if they're having like a but it's good for diagnostic tachycardia or something, you know, mm-hmm. one of those rarer ones, uh, SVTs, then it won't work for those either. Yeah, like you said, it is good at diagnostic. Yeah. I've um, seen it once in the ER, but I mean, I remember when we went through school, they're like, well, if it it still looks like SVT, right? Because there's no definitive P waves. You're not going to know it's AFib until you actually give the adenosine. You slow it down and just make sure you run like a continuous strip so you can see it slow down. Yeah. And then it'll speed back up. Um, I, yeah, I, I have done it for that, but um, a lot of my... A fibs that are going really fast, and I'm having a hard time discerning whether it's, it's still irregular. An SVT, it's still a little irregular, mm. but there's also there's a a fluctuation in the QRS uh, complex amplitude. Oh, so have you ever noticed that? Like uh, SVT is usually pretty uniform. Mm-hmm. So if you look at the A fib, uh, really fast A fibs, there'll be slight variations in the QRS complex. Oh, okay. So I'm like, okay, this looks more like A fib to me. Um, so I've been able to catch it a couple times with that instead. Nice. Yeah. That seems to, to work. Um, what else do you want to say? I mean, it's the most common dysrhythmia yeah. in older adults. Especially for older, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think I've ever seen like a a young person with the AFib. And when God. I say young person, I mean like less than 45. I have a deja vu on that, but I think they had a pre-existing like cardiac defect like they had like some past history i don't think a healthy oh, really? person yeah i think they already they were born with some type of cardiac I've abnormality only, yeah. and then they had afib new like young hmm. yeah i don't think i've had any young person but a lot of svts will be young people um so svt superventricular tachycardia mm-hmm. um above the ventricles tachycardia not super supra that always drove me nuts in school oh super yeah yeah um, uh, I will say that I fell into that trap way before medic school. I was like, "Oh, it's super." Of course, what's the S stand for? <laughs> super, <laughs> super. Yeah. Um, there's like what four different kinds. There's Avery nodal reentrant. There's there's a bunch of them. Um, the main thing is just when you don't see the P wave anymore and it's over 150, yeah. that's SVT. Um, I still see a lot of people get tripped up, but as soon as the rhythm or the rate's over 150, they're like, oh, it's SVT. And like, no, that's not actually the case. Yeah, like, yeah. You can still see those like fast sinus tacks get up there, but they have the clear P wave. And that's the easiest way to differentiate between like a fast sinus tack and SVT. And like, I've seen sinus tacks because of like uh, sepsis and stuff in the 180s, 190s. So. It's just something to think about. If you start pushing a Denzi on those patients, it's not going to be effective. And so yeah. you're, you're actually going to be hurting them, right? Or starting to shock them into a normal rhythm. That's compensatory. So Right. Um, but yeah, so <clears throat> I've seen quite the range for SVTs from like young to old. Mm-hmm. Um, 
How, how's your experience been with adenosine as far as its effectiveness? Um, I'm trying to think. I've only pushed it a handful of times. One at our old company. Yeah. Converted right away. Yep. Um, and then for some reason in the ER, I was with one. It's, it's so weird. Like what we can do, it's just me and an EMT. And then the ER, it's like RT has to be at bedside and we have to get the crash card and the doctor has to be there. And then you need another nurse and a three-way stop cock. And I was like, yeah. what are you talking about? <laughs> so I, okay. So let me, before we get into that, I guess we should kind of go in the order of which we treat. Um, so you talking about, you want to back up to like vagal maneuvers and mm-hmm. stuff like that? Uh, those have never worked for me. Have you ever tried the modified vagal maneuver though? What's the modified one? Have you heard of that? So I used to teach this a lot during um, ACLS because it's supposed to be super effective, like 50% effective. Hmm. So they did a big study. So the modified vagal, you do your typical vagal stimulus. So you do the syringe. I do the syringe and the plunger. That that actually has been shown to be the most effective. As long as you do it from, make them do it for 10 to 15 seconds. So you can't just say like, and then all of a sudden like five Mm -hmm. seconds later, you're like, oh, good try, good try, whatever. You have to be, make it that last that long. So the modified vagal, there's like YouTube videos for it and stuff. Hmm. Um, but you have them in a semi-phallus position. You have them perform the vagal. Okay. And then on that 15th second, you lay them flat and then lift their legs straight up. Interesting. Yeah. What is it supposed to do? So um, not only is it the the vagal stimulus, it's also a sudden increase in uh, venous return on the baroreceptors that help reduce oh, heart rate as okay, well. Yeah. So it's kind of like this... Um, potentiating effect that they mm-hmm. have on each other and so the typical vagal stimulus only works seven to ten percent of the time according to this study um this one works 43 percent of the time so i was uh i was like proselytizing that that method for a long time i've actually had to work on a patient too at our old company did you do it uh-huh did yeah. it work yeah i had to well, i had to talk to my partner through how to do it oh yeah but uh yeah it, it worked nice and it worked well and then i ha- i've been to Especially my first year, I was too nervous to like try to like explain that yeah. to my coworkers as like a probie. But uh, since then, I, I I haven't had any stable SVTs I could do it on. I've only had unstable where we just had a shock right away. Huh? Yeah. No, I haven't done the modified, and I'm in a position now where I don't make those decisions. Yeah. Um, but um, the one time I gave a dentist in the ER, it took forever to hit, and we had an AC, and you know you have your thousand bag, and we had to use a damn three way stopcock. But I mean, like, I'm pretty sure if you just I like the slam it and yeah, the, yeah, 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 or squeeze the bag or something. Yeah, I don't. Know. Um, anyways, it, it took forever to hit. Really? Yeah. It surprises me. And then I don't think it converted. I think we had actually had to. Uh, I think they synchronized cardioverted. Yeah, I think. Yeah. I want to say that one of the first times I didn't have it work was semi recently. I've only had it not work. I didn't seem to not work two times. Um, usually, it's been f- effective for me. If the six didn't work, then the twelve definitely did. But yeah, when you push it fast, has a short half life, like ten to fifteen seconds. Yeah, you want preferably an AC, but I've seen it work on like a really big like forearm vein. Yeah, I so. can see that. Because as long as you have that good flush and you yes. guys coordinate, I think that's one of the biggest things that people don't do is that good, like, hey, already one, two, three, push, push. I've seen a lot of firefighters, like, uh, not my department, but in, like, the past, who, uh, if they're pushing the benzene, as soon as they're done pushing, they, like, release the plunger. So when the person who's pushing the flush pushes it, all of a sudden you see it back into the, the syringe, and they're like, oh, it didn't work. I'm like, no, you fucked it up. <laughs> so, you know, it's just, it's, I think there's a, a big component, like, how you push it that makes it efficacious or not yeah i pulled that word out of my ass that's nuts (laughs) 
I understood it, but I was like, damn. Yes. Um, and then, you know, so that, that's the pretty standard stable treatment. Again, when we're talking about stable SVT, that's going to be anybody whose blood pressure is over 90. They're conscious. Yeah. Um, those are my big signs, skin signs, blood Dry pressure skins, yeah. and consciousness. And then, uh, you know, I'll try my vagal and then I'll try my density. If that doesn't work, then I just kind of monitor. If they're unstable, straight to right in the lightning. Yeah. Um, I guess, do you, or how, what, what's your, your, your sign for giving first ed or some kind of amnesic prior to cardioversion? Oh, same, same thing. I mean, I thought that was, I'm trying to think, because it's only happened in the ER. I think blood pressure is what the docs use. So I, my, like, I my go-to is consciousness. I haven't so as soon as they're been. altered, I'm going to forego for a set and go straight to cardioversion. If they're able to like, hey, what's your name? Tell me, like, talk to me, hold a conversation yeah. but their blood pressure sucks, then I'll still try to give a little for a set before I shock them. But see, I don't think you encounter that unless they're, they're a walk-in. That's a choice you have to make as a yeah. EMS provider. For us, it's like, dude, it becomes, like I said, like an ordeal. If they're going to synchronize cardiovert, I've, I've seen one where they're, they had to bring RT at bedside that actually started propofol drip. And it's like drip, Damn. drip, drip, drip. And then, you know, you're talking to the patient. Okay, ABC is backwards. And like ZY, blah, blah, blah. Shock. Oh, okay. And they're like, ah. <laughs> and then it didn't convert. So then they're having to like, they're either titrating like wide open drip or they're pulling out, you know, h- however many MLs from the syringe at the time. And it's just like propofol. Yeah. Oh, really? it's, it's a conscious sedation, conscious sedation procedure. Okay. Or moderate sedation. It's kind of wild. Yeah. So, I mean, like for... <clears throat> That kind of decision, I don't think, happens often in the ER unless the patient's a walk-in. Yeah. So. So yeah, I mean, we usually we'll just jump jump straight to uh, first ed in, and then I put the pads on, ask them what's going on. They get a little, they get that kind of glassy eye. I'm like, okay, yeah. perfect shock. And that's like, you know, I always used to tell students that's the beauty of first ed. It's the retroactive amnesic. So right. So you can shoot them up, shock them. They'll bitch and moan about it at the moment and then a couple yeah. months later they won't remember what happened prior so you're like okay perfect if you don't remember it it didn't happen right and then with my cardio version i've had super good success the cardio version there's only been one time why i they didn't convert from the first shock and this kid i think i told you about him once it was at our old company so this patient was like fuck kind of central in the first place was this our Earlier days that Early preceded days. me. Yeah. Yes. I was like, I don't think <clears throat> this was our. I was all but eradicated by the time I got there. Uh huh. Or they tied down. Dude, on the just the the Wild West when yeah, we first yeah, started. Yeah. We got some, got into some shit. Um. Yeah. This kid, he came from one of those facilities where they. It was early on. I was a brand new paramedic. I think I was like three months on. Mm-hmm. I was working with a guy who he had like 10 or 15 years and he was like flight medic you know he's super intimidating just because you're like oh my god this guy must be so knowledgeable oh that guy um, with the same name as me was that that flight medic uh uh-uh. oh never mind so like this patient you know with how shitty they were presenting mm-hmm. he kind of like went over the top so in retrospect i was i recognized a bunch of things that i should have noticed at the time like he was super tacky he had a shitty blood pressure, but he's coming from one of those facilities where they, they all have sepsis. Mm-hmm. So this kid for sure was septic in retrospect. Um, cool, clammy skins. And that was like, okay, is it cool, clammy because the hypotension? Or is it cool, clammy like this patient's shunting? And they probably actually have an internal, like a, a rectal temp that's insanely high or whatever. Yeah. So initially, we always saw was the, the wide complex mm-hmm. tachycardia. So it, it was pretty wide. 
So I was like, okay, this guy's an, uh, this kid is an unstable VTAC, you know, he's putting on the pads, his blood pressure was like in the sixties, like he's going to code. So let's like, they put the pads on. We shocked him three times. Like while he was doing that, I was turned doing a, a, a manual IO. Oh yeah. And that was gnarly. Just kind of like fucking cranking on this kid's leg. Go back to Woodshop. Finally popped in. Oh, it was gross. And we shocked him three times per protocol. And we're like, okay, he didn't convert. So what do we do now? And then we get hung like an amio drip. We get to the hospital. They check his temp and it was like 108 rectally. Like, I was like, fuck. All right. At the, but at the time I was like, oh, you know, he, he was the patient care. I was mm-hmm. just, you know, dro- driving. So I was just helping him out when I, with what I could. But it was a. Uh, it was the only time I've ever seen cardioversion not work, and it makes sense because his temperature was fucking a million. Yeah. But um, other than that, you know, initial shock has been been pretty good. Is that it for? For yeah, S for T. But then yeah, yeah. VTAC. Uh, we'll talk about with pulses because without pulses, they're yeah, dead. Yeah, yeah. That, that well, I was just we, saying for like the AFib SVT talk. Yeah, I have some VTAC stories. Yeah, actually, I only have one recently. I have one semi recently, dude. I actually did a. Have you ever had the pericardial like? thump a patient i haven't no dude i had to do it at my per diem like so i walk in so i mid shift there right and so i think day shift is going for about five hours before i walk in mm-hmm. so there's no huddle when you're mid shift and like it happens so so fast or like just i guess fluid for this patient to crash like apparently i i clock in i walk down this hallway with like some beds and there's this patient in one of the rooms and i just see like iv shit everywhere mm-hmm. and i was like oh this guy must be hard stick like i saw the charge starting it it wasn't the charge sorry some of the nurse was starting it and then after a while uh the chargers went over there and dropped uh dropped an ej okay yeah um she works at like a trauma center too so she dropped an ej and then like a minute later the patient codes i was like dude i haven't been here like even five minutes and this happens <laughs> and then so and then it was it's still covid stuff and they were going to intubate him so then like he codes we're doing cpr and we have to move him via gurney into one of the negative pressure mm-hmm. like anti-rooms with an anti-room anyways he gets intubated we get rosk and then immediately um i go one-to-one with the patient uh just because that nurse that had that section um she's also a new grad and she hasn't had to fill out the code form okay and so she's like hey ryan take over this patient while you know i help so and so uh fill out the code form it's mm-hmm. her first time fine that's fine you know, propofol, I, I forget what the treatment plan was. But this guy also had like end-stage renal. So he coded because he had a high potassium. It wasn't even that high. It was like 5.7. Um, you know, I've seen people with like 7.0. So your normal potassium is like 3.5 to 5. Okay, yeah. And then so it was 5.7. Um, so he codes. Uh, missed dialysis or something like that. Anyways, so I spent a good like hour stabilizing him with whatever meds and just making sure he's tolerating the vet. Mm-hmm. And they're like, dude, this guy needs to go to CT. I think cardiologist came. We did like hypo, uh, the hypothermic intervention. Yeah. Uh, Arctic sun. And so they want to go to CT, especially the cardiologist wanted to see um, how, his, how his brain was doing. Anyways, so we go to CT. RT comes, EMT comes. And then I just start, I leave what I like to do for like my CT patients when we bring the monitor. I, I keep the metronome on. A lot of nurses hate the beeping, right? But I was like, dude, that's just another way you could assess right without yeah, even you, looking yeah uh-huh. yeah 100 uh, yeah anyways so then i hear like beep, beep beep like it starts getting irregular right the metronome becomes irregular i start looking over he goes from like sinus tack to like sinus and then it's like sinus brady and i was like dude how long are we he's like oh we got a couple scans man we're almost done we're almost done and then from sinus to uh to bigemini and i was Ugh. like what the and then 
after it was by Gemini, all of a sudden I just hear, dit, 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 and I like, look, and then it goes by, back to by Gemini. And I was like, holy shit, that was a. Oh no, it was going by Gemini to to pairs or to couplets. couplets yeah. And then runs. And yeah. Like, and then ah, runs. Fuck. And I was like, oh my God. And it's like, okay, we're done. We're He's done. Gonna code. I was like, we're done. Like, okay, cool. Up. Yeah. So we, we sheet him back over to the bed and then he goes into a sustained VTAC. And I was like, oh my. And I just, I just hit him. <laughs> and then anybody hears our boom. Yeah, yeah. I had to. Good and then he converts. Thump. And then the RT. He? Yeah. He converted. That's, that's pretty dope. And then like, you know, have you heard like, uh, depending on the doctor who's teaching it's like it just has to be like your the width from your thumb to your pinky yeah it doesn't have to be that much but i was like all right whatever i'll do i'll do two thumbs and pinky so i did like a maybe a foot a foot drop of my fist just right on the sternum boom quick jab and he converted hmm. and and then like the emt and the rt's like what what do we do like are we gonna call? no we need to get back to the fucking room like we're yeah. in radiology let's fucking go yeah. And then so we go, and then we get halfway down radiology hallway, and he goes back into another sustained run of VTAC. And I was like, oh, fuck. And they're like, what do you want to do? You want to break open the, the ALS box? So we have like this small tackle box that just has like, um, I haven't had to crack it up. I think just first line of everything, like one epi, one amio, like all the ACLS drugs. It's, it's just like a mini ACLS kit. Gotcha. And they're like, dude, there's no time for that. We need to get into the room. So I fucking hit him again, and he converts. And I was like, oh, man, I can't believe this is working. And so we keep going. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, let's just walk a little faster. <laughs> yeah. Do you, do you know, is there pads? Like, what? Are there pads available you could be putting on this patient? Probably, but we had him on the... <laughs> You're like, fuck it. I'm, I'm, no, we had the, the pads on. God on me. No, 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 we had the pads on because it, it was Zolt to Zolt. But uh, just the, the fact that I was converting him with cardioversion, I was just like, fuck it. Let's just do that. Like, it kept converting every time. Hey, if it works, it works. Yeah. Because I was like, I didn't think about that. I probably could just clicked it over and then like... But that would be a sync cardioverter at that point, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, if they had a pulse. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I had a pulse. I don't know. This was working. I didn't even think about that. that Fuck it. You don't go back? that Because that, everyone was like, why didn't you crack open the med box? I was like, what do you mean? Like, that fucking shit works. So anyways, yeah. so we get back into the department and we're like three rooms away and he goes back into it. And at this point, it's like a tight hallway. And now I'm like pushing away the RT and like climbing over um, the EMT and I just fucking thump him. And then he converts again. And then it's sustained it's sustained and i told the doctor and the doctor was like what are you talking about the last thing you called over was he was in by gemini and i was like yeah and then it went to pairs and then couple or couplets and then runs and then he converted anyways so he ordered an amio drip and that helped for a little bit and i was telling like the charge nurse i was like dude that that guy that coded like he was going into these runs and like i i, I pericardial thumped him like three times and it actually worked every time and she's like i hope you didn't do that in front of the family and i was like <laughs> Actually, that last time I, I yeah, did. I did. Yeah. I had to, but... Hey, you got to do what you got to do. I mean, it works. So, the moral of that story is I, it works. So if it's I witnessed... Haven't had, I haven't had the opportunity If to it's do. witnessed and you... I was just like... It was one of those, like, I saw it and I was just like, wow, And it hit. <laughs> and it worked. I was like... He's like, what do we do? I was like, it worked. Let's go. It was like a reflex. Like, it, ah! Yeah, yeah. Hit him. So... Well, there you go. I, I So, I have not had to do that. I should have done that to that... Uh, I think I told you about that Stemmy who like I went to shake his oh, hand yeah, goodbye yeah. and then he fucking died. Yeah. I was like, oh, okay, well, just try. I have dude, the opposite it, hands. Like my hands kill people, and your uh, hands bring them back to life. Dude, it worked. It, I didn't think it wouldn't. I mean, I've heard of doctors that in clinicals. I've heard of doctors that just walk around ICU waiting to like thump a patient. Yeah, but just so they can say, they've yeah. Done it. Uh, there was a guy like um, at the county facility we did our medic internship with. The nurses were all telling me he just walks around the department looking for somebody to to thump nerd yeah when he's bored i guess so yeah just getting into the stable v tax i've had a a few 
And usually it's like a, we'll talk to them. Hey, I'm going to give you a reset and I'm going to have to shock you because I'm too scared to transport you with this yeah. stable VTAC. But more often than not, like of the, you know, handful I've had, they've all been unstable except for like one. And I still shocked him because I was like, fuck this. <laughs> the only other one, I was like a transport. He was on an Amio drip and I was just like, I put the pads on him just waiting for him to yeah, come. Yeah. But he was in, being fine for the whole Damn. IFT. Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't too bad. And then I lastly, I've never seen it, so I can't talk about it too much, but have you ever seen polymorphic VTAC or Torsades? You know what What sticks out of my mind, but it's it's such a blur now since we don't write it down, but that vagina meth lady I had. <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty sure she went through that too. I mean, we hung so many anti-disrhythmics. And I'm pretty sure there was a portion where she did go into Torsades or it was that um, shit we were just talking about on that We podcast. were talking about it. That other rhythm that the doc never saw. Anyways, we hung Mag on that, but I don't know if it worked. She just had so much other shit going on Yeah, that that the doctor and I feel we saw Torsades and then we hung Mag for it. But like clear cut, textbook, Torsades, no. Yeah, me either. Um, we know Mag Sulfate treats it, but I've never seen it, so yeah. I've never had to deal with it. <clears throat> me neither. But Alleged, I, that's it. The, the, the couple buddies, you know, you, you'll talk to at the the hospital or something they said it was like such a rapid deterioration and it is almost like you're just treating the v-fib yeah you know like they they went from like being conscious all of a sudden you see torsades and then all of a sudden they're coding you're like, oh shit you know what um i just remembered from from when i worked in the county that you're currently in before mm-hmm. i went to nursing school it correct me if i'm wrong is there a protocol if it's refract refractory vtac unresponsive to amio and shocks can you hang mag as a last resort or no i remember this one call that just it went it was going okay like a regular full arrest and then right when we were pulling up the driveway to the er we we maxed out our monitor and i forget what the live packs max out at but we shocked him and we hit the curb this is beside the point but he uh he's exhibited himself exhibited himself oh no the shock of so many jewels like he the the tube dislodged so it kind of sucked um, but the fire medic that rode in with me was on his probie time, so then he had his captain yelling in his ear in the back that of that. That sucks. Yeah, it sucked. He was sweating bullets. But we were hanging, I believe we were hanging mag. Like we were doing, we maxed out the monitor, and so then we had, because we, you don't have amio drip in the back, right? They're all preloads. So I'm pretty sure he was spiking mag. Um, we can't hang amio drips. We just had to put in a 50 ml bag. Mm. so it's just 150 in a 50 ml bag and then you hang it over 10 minutes so one drop a, a yeah second. we weren't doing that though <clears throat> yeah or maybe other... he was maybe the captain was doing it while i was while we were doing because i was airway guy and he was running the code maybe he was hanging amnio so i don't know yeah there's no mag all right for for that then maybe Only it was an for thoughts, yeah um and even then you have to call in the base which is like it's not gonna be effective dude we were up the driveway and he was we were gonna hang that mag then or sorry the amnio drip mm-hmm. anyways so that even with uh, all the cardi versions were ineffective. Yeah. Hmm. Well, that call was crazy too because like it was one of my last full arrests before uh, for leaving for nursing school, and I just remember it because we were first on scene, and then like as the story unraveled, it was like really really weird. More, it was, more weird. And it more was weird like on the north question. end. It was in the north end of of the county uh, of city limits, I guess. The house was unmarked and hard to find. We ended up actually missing it and having to do a U-turn. Mm-hmm. 
come to find out after the call, it was like some kind of unmanned federal penitentiary. It was jail. Unmanned penitentiary. I mean, unmarked, unmarked. Oh, okay, gotcha. yeah, yeah. And but it was, it was like I was a, like you mean a prison guardless prison? No, sorry. It was unmarked. It was just an all white building, but it was some type of federal like penitentiary because once you walk in there, everybody's wearing like white jumpsuits. It's like fucking Guantanamo, but <laughs> something. Anyways, it comes out for a seizure, and we go into the room, and uh, it's like a four, uh, two, four, eight, eight bed room. There's bunk beds in each of the corners, and there was a dude in all white jumpsuit talking to the guy on one of the corners in the top bunk bed, like, "Hey, man, it's okay. Paramedics are here. You know, it's cool. He just had a seizure. This and that." I was like, "Okay, man, step step back." And I look at this guy, and he had like his tongue flopped out. And he was just like looking at me with these glassy eyes. I was like, oh, my God. Uh, he's not having a seizure. Yeah. I was like, oh, my God. And then I tell my partner, I was like, dude, this is a full arrest. I was like, tell fucking fire. This is a full arrest. Like, we need a backboard because all we brought in was our uh, monitor and, and, and go bag. Yeah. And, like, this guy's on the top of the bunk bed. So I was like, okay. Uh, I was like, go run out there. Tell fire. It's a full arrest. Uh, I bring the gurney and I extend it. And it's still, like, 8 inches, 10 inches short. And I was like, well, this is have to do. And so I pull the guy and I just collar him. Or I just take his shirt and I just pull him on to the gurney. He flops down that 10-inch gap. And then fire finally comes around. And that's when the probie happened. So he's like, no, no, no. This guy needs to, to run it. And I was like, oh, okay. Um, what do you want me to do? He's like, okay. All right. What do you want me to do? And he's like, okay, you tube him and I'll go for the line. And this and that. I was like, fine, whatever. So, I, I mean, I get the tube. We do that. And, yeah. Um, I think it was in VFib. Dang, you guys caught it? That's nice. Yeah, no, I'm trying to think because uh, I think it was a VFib the whole time, mm. refractory VFib, because we were shocking and shocking and, and giving meds, and then like I said, like we maxed out the jewels on the monitor mm-hmm. as we pulled up to the closest receiving, and that sh- that shook so hard. Like when we cleared and we hit the shock, like the guy, and this was a big dude. He was like you know like 240 pounds or something like yeah. that. He it looked like he almost rose up off the monitor, oh, and sad. his head did a jerk. Oh jeez. And then the tube dislodged because then we lost like end title. Oh, and I was like, fuck. So that's why I think a few episodes ago, I was like, do you still see Collier patients? Because I think that still sticks out in my, my oh, mind. Really? Like one of those things where like it wouldn't probably have changed the outcome. But I think that weird disappointment on the ER's face when we told them we had a tube and then we didn't get, and then the tube wasn't secured. I was like, mm-hmm. we probably should have put the C collar on. But I was like, that's, that's like not standard practice, and I think that's more of a... Do they do that in the ER? No. No. Okay. No, but I think it was like a, a fire thing, or it's something you do, or I've I've seen people do in the county, so I think you, we, you not copy, emulate, Yeah, but it's not standard practice. It's not one of those things I see very often, or but I've I, actually never seen it in the field. I've done it a couple times when I was early on, but like uh, when it comes to me and tubes... Dude, I'll secure it, and then I hold it like a motherfucker. Even yeah, if no, like, they're it. getting ready to shock, I'm still holding the tube, and I just don't touch the patient. Dude, he, tube tamer and everything, but yeah. that last shock, dude, his neck just articulated, like jolted, and then we lost cap now. I was like, Damn. no fucking way. I was like, we were, he, we're to, here. Did you try to reinsert? What? No. Uh, we uh, like, we bagged, it. and then the yeah, the ER doc was like, what happened to the tube? I was like, dude, we just lost it. We we defibbed at 360 or whatever the max was. And yeah. It just fucking, yeah. Shook him. Shook him. Damn. Yeah. Anyways. Sweet, man. Anything else you want to say? I, well, I think we covered them all. I think so. AFib RBR, SVT, VTAC with pulses. 
Even oh, got amio. Stable, unstable. Oh, uh, first line. Well, first line drug. I think per HA is amio now, right? Yeah. So for stable VTAC with pulses, for my our, our county, it's a, a base hospital order. We can give 150 uh, over 10 minutes for amio. And that's, I, you know, any of my over 10 minute drips, I always put in a 50 ml bag because it's mm-hmm. one drop a second. Because yeah. most of them come in 10 mLs. And it's, you know, even the Amio, it's pretty close at 53 milliliters. You can add the fucking extra seven if you really care that much. Yeah. Um, and it, it always works out well. I've only had to do an Amio drip, you know, three or four times. But uh, yeah, seems to like it works. Like, I, I've had to do it for once for a patient. He was going uh, by Gemini and he kept having couplets and i was like uh call the hospital i was like hey yeah. you mind if i just do a drip real fast I'm like <laughs> oh that's fine because i was just sitting there waiting i was like oh, i don't want this fucking guy to code or yeah, yeah. runs v-tag or yeah dude i saw shit oh speaking of that, that that call i had where i had a pericardial thump so we were working so hard to get him a room and i was telling the i was telling the doc or whoever i was like he started doing that thing again where it was like tacky sinus oh. and then by gemini and i was telling the nurse i was like did you call report on this patient yet? I was like, yeah. I was like, dude, he's by Gemini again. This is how it all started. He's like, oh, no, we're going right now. I was like, hey, you're good. All right, good. cool. <laughs> Have fun. Anyways. Enjoy. Yeah. All right. Anything else you want to mention? Any housekeeping? No, not right now. Yeah, I think we're we're good. We we still need to talk to Mike, figure out how to uh, Yeah, we do. But like, I've, I've listened to a couple like uh, Zoom podcasts. I don't like it it depends yeah same here so like the car podcast i listen to it uh depends on everyone's internet connection big time and then also yeah. the way zoom works like if you're not the one talking you notice it, it silence it almost silences you mm-hmm. until you start talking and then it picks up yeah it's kind of weird i i know i understand why it does that to kind of highlight whoever is speaking but it's it's i don't know it, it kind of fucks up for like when you're trying to have a conversation yeah so i don't know maybe that son of a bitch will just come visit or something seriously but anyways um, i don't yeah. know other than that we're, we're working on a website at some point we'll get it working on a website oh i'll talk to you this off air but i think i found a way to post to youtube so we'll have that nice we're gonna have a night crew show night yes. crew show coming up and we're also going to be doing another person's podcast. Yeah. So we'll uh, keep you updated on that. Anyways. And till next time. The, catch you on the flip side. See ya. All right. Thank you for listening to Holding the Wall. Like us at YouTube, Instagram, or iTunes. Feel free to contact us at holdingthewall at gmail.com or DM us at Instagram at holdingthewall. Thank you to our sponsors and support us on Patreon for extra content. Hope to see you soon. Toodaloo, motherfuckers.